Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. And today's episode is actually going to be about something that, uh, I don't know, I, I talk about quite a, quite a bit, but I got asked this. Uh, I get asked this every time I speak. I get asked this a lot of time through email. Um, and it just came up two days ago. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do an episode about building relationships. And, um, you know, this this to me is like, I talk about these two a lot, right? Relationships and experiences about how uh, not only important they are, but if you, if you think about it, I mean, those are two of the things that... Um, essentially enhance your life extremely like you take those two away and then you know what do you really have i mean what do you really have without relationships right i mean we are social creatures and uh if you have every material thing on the planet and whatever success means to you uh you know but you take away other human beings that you love care about uh connect with and inspire you then what do you really have right not much but you know and, and i'll say this right when you put one on one together it's equals three right if you have great experiences with the quality relationships in your life, that means, I mean, that's, that's the best it can be. Like when I look back in my life, uh, you know, and I think about like, what are the things that I remember, you know, what are the things that are really embedded in, um, you know, kind of my nervous system and my memory because they were so important. And, you know, majority of them are like, you know, time I spent with family, uh, friends, mentors, and whether that was, uh, like an incredibly great, happy experience or whether it was struggle and suffering. Um, you know, I, I'd have you consider that a lot of life, uh, your, like some of your best moments when you look back are, were the biggest struggles in your life. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, with that said, that's why like for, for me, like being part of teams and when I played sports, uh, man, a lot of it was, you know, suffering, like training, <laughs> it was two really tough training sessions, you know, five, six hours a day and crazy conditioning and whatnot. But like, you know, at the end of it, like you bond and you come together and like, those are the things that I still remember. Uh, you know, other things I remember is, you know, the amount, like when you put in crazy work into certain projects that end up coming true, things I remember is like giving to people, you know, philanthropy and, uh, putting a smile on other people's faces. And the only reason why I'm talking about this, because it's so important. And I think that fear a lot of times, uh, prevents people from connecting with others. You know, it, it prevents people from, uh, getting to know others that like they want to be like or they inspire them or just you know uh, whether like I said it's it, it's you know it's a girl or boy and it's and it's kind of like you want to get them on a date become their friend whatever it may be right so a couple of uh, you know I, I'm gonna kind of take you back a little bit through uh, because the question that comes up is like hey Luca you know so many people and you know how did you create these connections like how did you get to know so many people and you know. First, I'm going to just, like I said, talk about it kind of, uh, I, I, I would say, off of memory and just off the top of my head. And then I actually got some notes. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be hiding these notes. But like sometimes, man, there's so much stuff going on through my head. I'm like, I got to organize the notes to, to give you like 15 different pointers that I think are incredibly important in like making connections, right? But I'll start off with this. You know, over a decade ago or a decade ago, I, you know, I think that when you have a virtue, when you have a value that's curiosity. And I'll say that's definitely one of the values that I, uh, that I have is always seeking out like knowledge, information, relationships, right? Over 10 years ago, I was still playing pro basketball 
in and I, you know, I was just studying, like I was studying everything I could have my hands on on strength and conditioning, performance, speed, like you name it. Actually, from the age of like 16, 17, I've been just completely kind of somewhat obsessed with it. And so I would travel, uh, like I remember going to, man, this has to be at least a decade ago, but like I, I traveled to, uh, to Newcastle, England. I, I flew out to London, took a train to Newcastle, uh, still playing ball. Like, uh, and, and I went to an Eric Cressy and Nick Rantham seminar. It was a performance seminar. I can't remember what it was on, you know, and, and I came probably from the furthest way of anybody there, uh, you know, bought all the products, uh, took Eric to lunch and, uh, you know, kind of got to know him. And from there we kind of started communicating. Um, and, you know, and that kind of started that relationship. And every and every single seminar that I would go to, I would try to meet as many people as possible, uh, and 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 start communicating. And what's you know what's one of the best forms of communication is saying that and, and not obviously making it up, but like if you bought a product, you read their book, uh, you know, you you read a blog post or took a course or something like that, or came to see them speak, you know, and just just coming up and going, like, hey, really loved your book, loved your talk. That was awesome. You know, there's these points that you said in there and like, and in asking questions and being interested and intrigued in, in what they do. Like, I mean, that's one of the biggest things. Like I know somebody comes up to me and, and, and lets me know that they, they love something that I did. Look, we're all humans, right? It makes you feel good. And I'll spend any amount of time just, you know, kind of like talking to people, getting to connect with them. And every single person kind of kind of has that but you know you can't and, and i'll touch this in the in the 15 points a little bit later like you can't um you know without without risk you can't create any relationship right i think that sometimes is the whole fear of like all oh, judgment like persecution whatever where you know everybody's just human and building that connection is important but what's what's even more important is you know if somebody does take the time there's a lot of great people to just take the time talk to you give you value connect I think what's more important is than, than the initial conversation and connection is the follow-up, right? The follow-up as far as uh, what do you do later. And, and I used to do, and I still do this, uh, where, you know, I'd send thank you cards and a, and a gift, whether it was a book, a, a gift card, and just thanking the person, like, hey, I appreciate you taking the time out, uh, you know, to answer my questions, connect, whatnot, like, uh, you know, let me know if you're if you're doing another seminar, wherever, like, I'll come out, right? So, one, if, if, if you invest money into somebody's craft there's there's kind of respect there in a certain sense like i appreciate and i'm grateful for every single person one that like listens to this podcast that comes to vigor ground that you know has is invested in coaching come to a seminar see me speak whatever it may be i truly am grateful for it and you know part of like showing that uh, appreciation and a gratuity is 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 in communicate like taking the time to get to know people right so I think that's what's very, very important is is doing that and also being prepared, right? Like now when I go places and and I could, you know, probably connect the majority of people through someone I know, I still do my due diligence, right? Uh, I prepare. So if I'm going to see somebody speak, if I'm going to a seminar, uh, if I'm going to somebody's gym, if somebody's coming here to talk, like I will do my due diligence. Like I'm going to read about them, see what they're doing, uh, dig a little deeper, see the things that they like. And that's absolutely not in a creepy way, but, um, you know, one, it makes you prepared Two, you know, you're able to get to know them better and ask the right questions. You're able to create more rapport because you actually know certain things that they're interested in. Right. It's just preparation. It's just like anything else. Like, you know, because when I talk about building relationships, I'm not just talking about I'm talking also about like, how do you how do you go about uh, building a business relationship? Right. 
you want to be able to know about that other person because the person appreciates if you've done your research and you're not just coming here with a blank stare like, hey, like I want to make a collaboration and you haven't, you know, you haven't even put in the work to find out what their business is about, what their values are, you know, what they love to do, like how many employees, like all of that stuff. You know, it, it, there's nothing worse than when somebody comes in one, you know, I'm going to bring this one up, like just wants to pick your brain. <laughs> Say, hey, can I pick your brain? Um, you know, that, that, that's, that's the worst. But it's, but it's also, you know, if somebody's communicating with me, like a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, somebody came in and they wanted to, it, it was financial planning and, uh, and some of it was like insurance for the team and things like that. And they were clueless, you know, like they walked in and started talking to me and I was talking back and like some of the questions that they were asking me just show that they had no idea what this business is about, what the, what we do, uh, you know, uh, who we serve, like what are we known for in the community? Like it would have taken 10 to 15 minutes to like Google and, you know, check the social media out and take some notes and you would have plenty of talking points. And I would have been kind of surprised in a positive way that this person took the time to do the research, right? You just don't see this anymore. Or like, you know, people are just going in blind and you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like, would you, would you go to, you know, a seminar and talk about something without being prepared for it? Now, you know, if, if you're an expert level status, you should be able to talk about a lot of shit, uh, nonstop without that. But man, if you want to, you know, go to Ted talks, you're going to come to Ted Talk. Like some of the smartest people in the world came to Ted Talks. Man, they're preparing for months for that, right? Because if they didn't, it's not going to be great. And then you're not going to make the impact that you want to make, right? So same thing is like when you're having meetings and building relationships is like, do your due diligence, like be prepared, you know, make sure you're following up. Like I said, relationships are built not on the initial connection, but on the follow-up, the continuing uh, the continuing communication, right? And so, like, this brings me to to, to one thing that's that's really cool, and uh, it's gonna relate to it's gonna relate to this conversation, but it's also gonna relate to some other conversations in in business, and it's called the likability formula. It's called a like formula, right? So essentially, the like formula goes like this: you know, for somebody to like you, it, it, it equals proximity plus uh, frequency plus duration plus intensity, right? It's like ability formula. So just to kind of break that down. So I'm not just being like super, uh, you know, geeky on this stuff. So proximity just means, you know, how close you are to someone. Like even, uh, you've heard Tony Robbins talk about this, right? If you're just literally not communicating, but you're close to someone that's proximity. And if you go like, for instance, if you, if you walk in a park and you're walking around that same person, right? Like, because you're walking your dog, they're walking their dog, or she's walking her dog, you feel me? Uh, <laughs> then, you know, you're constantly seeing them. Guess what? Like, that person actually, like, starts getting to like you, even though they don't know you. But it, there's proximity there. It's a lot easier. You see them for the 30th time. Like, hey, how are you doing? I always see you walking your dog here, right? It's not going to be awkward because that proximity was there. Right? Then there's the frequency, and that, that's what I just mentioned. Like, hey, do you see them once a year? You know, are you, pro- are you, are you in proximity once a year, or is it you know, every week, every day, every whatever. The more, uh, I would say, frequency there is, the bigger chance of there, uh, of there is the likability, okay? And then there's duration, you know, how long are you spending time with them? You know, like I said, it could be at work, you're, you're, you're in proximity next to the person next to you, you know, for long periods of time and frequently. Now, 
if you're a dick, obviously this goes the other direction and that would be the unlikability formula. <laughs> maybe I need to write that book that maybe I don't think anybody buy that shit, but the, and then there's, and then there's intensity. Now intensity is, you know, how deep do we go with that person? And, um, this is where, you know, if you've seen like, for instance, surface like conversations, yeah, you know, is, is that really going to connect to people? Probably not. Like, I mean, over time, obviously you seeing them more frequently that can happen, but like the deeper you go, the more intensity is. And I'll give you an example, right? When I when I went to uh, my, my my first Warrior Week in the Wake Up Warrior movement, and I was in that group with, like I didn't know any of the guys in that group, right? Uh, we were together for four or five days, you know, going through some really, really hardcore experiences, both physically, uh, emotionally, mentally, right? We went deep, okay? So there was a crazy intensity. We were sharing a lot. Right. So in that week, there was a lot of proximity. I mean, duration was all day long <laughs> and there was a ton of intensity. So literally in that in that short time frame, we got to, you know, we got to know each other and, and like each other a, a lot, even though, like I said, it was only four days. But that but the intensity was crazy because, look, when you're sharing things about, you know, uh, divorce and and, and you know, uh, me being in organized crime and my divorce and all the the dumb shit I did in my life and all the things that, you know, the guilt and the shame and the blame and you name it, right? Like that's intensity, you know, versus like, oh man, how about them Seahawks? You know, like, eh. so you, you now kind of start seeing this, uh, this formula that really uh, allows you to see like, oh man, how does somebody get to like you? Right. Uh, there's a lot of like science behind it, but at the end of the day, the, you know, how you show up matters a ton, right? So if you show up faking the funk all the time or trying to be somebody you're not and things like that, you know, that formula doesn't just work like that. But but it is important to to understand that. Like, what, you know, why do I believe? And, and, and just uh, just real quick, you know, proximity, because we're, we're connected by social media and, di- and, and digital stuff, you know, if I'm talking to somebody on FaceTime or on Skype, that actually counts. It doesn't, it's not this, you know, it's obviously not the same as somebody being physically you know, in your presence. Um, but it still does count. Like, you know, if, if you're talking to someone, texting with somebody daily, that still is frequency, right? And there is some, uh, I would say, proximity and communication there. It's just not the same. And, and it's also the reason why, you know, and, and like I said, we're I'm starting this, like, I think that's going to be a groundbreaking uh, online coaching program because of the software and everything we're doing uh, to reach, you know, thousands of people versus just the people in the gym. But at the end of the day, I always will believe that, in the gym, like physically, you can create the best connection, the biggest change, the biggest transformations um, because of how like the, the intensity, proximity, the frequency, the duration that you're able to create um, in that. So think about that formula. Uh, it can be used for good or evil. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here saying use it for good. But it's, it's also, you know, there's a lot of like the tricks to the trade. And maybe we'll do a show um, just on that, right? Like, how making eye contact and how to make it and that and all this, all this cool stuff. But, uh, I do think that's important because like all of the things that I just mentioned, like, let me go back and, and, and say that like all the people that I built relationship with, uh, I stayed in touch. I, you know, in the last, I don't know, like, let's say 10 years, I'm not exaggerating. If I say I've been to probably, you know, 150 to 200 seminars or conferences, uh, like physically, physically there, you know, and, uh, 
And so I've had a lot of opportunity and then I stay after, do lunch, you know, breakfast, invite people to dinner uh, for a drink or whatever. So that, there was a lot of, there was the frequency, you know, I, I try to make the, the duration as much as possible. As I got to know people, the intensity becomes more, uh, becomes deeper in the conversations. So now you can see like how you can develop relationships. Um, and, and always th- there's gotta be this whole like value thing. And okay, so we're going to, we're going to dig deep now because I noticed that I'm mentioning a lot of things that I have on my on my list here. But um, and I'm going to I'm going to cover some of these and go, you know, in a detail a little more or less, depending on which one it is. But it, I think this will help you out with uh, building relationships, whether it's person or business. OK, which and to me, honestly, it's like there's kind of like this gelling of stuff. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was out with, uh, in Denver with Adam Bornstein. We're building something really, really cool. And. Um, I hired him on for, for some consulting and actually just, uh, collab work. And, and, you know, he's a good friend of mine. We were just talking about how like, you know, real kind of like, you know, when you're truly in flow and happy, like work and, you know, kind of relationships and having fun, all these things that gel sometimes, it's not like this, there's a hard end to it. It's, it's almost like how the muscle goes into a tendon. You don't know where the beginning and end is. Like nobody really knows. The doctor doesn't know. It just gels one into another. And, and I believe that like when you love what you do, you're with people that uh, that you love and, and you're creating and collaborating and like it, it really kind of ends up being this, uh, you know, like jazz. Right. It's just it, you don't know where it starts or begins. And uh, and so with that said, I'm going to go into uh, to these points of, you know, creating connections. Uh, number one, I have be friendly first. You know, like, look, you, you can't expect people to wait. And two, like nobody like so, you know, n- let's let's be real like nobody likes to be around people that are sour and have negative auras uh that's just the reality you know and uh me me and uh, one of my my best friends in the world jay Ferruja, were talking about this you know the other day it's tough like when you go to places and like we had this experience in at one of the events in, in denver in 212 you know where uh you say hi to someone like hey how you doing like you know obviously with kind of like this this i'm excited to see you voice and other person's like hey you know it doesn't even look at you doesn't even know it's you like, man, like that, you know, you're not going to really probably gonna want to talk to that person. Right. So that whole be friendly first is important. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean like there, there's the overly friendly, which other people don't do either. But just being friendly, just being nice. Uh, like number two is project yourself with an image that breeds confidence. Now, what I'll say here is like, look, you know, in in sales and just in life. And remember that we're always kind of selling. Right. Like, I mean, if, if you're talking to your girlfriend, she wants to have a burger, you want to have pizza. Somebody's got to sell somebody else. So when I say sales, don't take this at the, as the wrong way. But certainty sells. And when you meet people, you know, if you exude confidence, uh, like this is a great thing. Now, there's there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, right? And I, and I think that I'm hoping, hoping that you obviously know the difference, right? Confidence is just you have certainty in yourself or, you know, like if you're discussing uh, uh, like a business transaction, like certainty in, in what you do and your vision, um, and certainty sells like without it, like you could have a great idea and just be like, well, you know, um, I got this thing and I was, um, thinking about like that, you know, that in itself doesn't breed certainty and, and people want to follow people that are certain about like where they're going. Right. So that's very, very important. It's like exuding confidence. Uh, I'm sorry, exuding a self image that breeds confidence. Number three is looking people in the eyes, like, and, and that shows self-respect. Like, this is huge, you know, I, I, uh, and, you know, when I'm saying these, like, at some point in time, like, 
I didn't do certain of these things, you know, and uh, so I'm not here sitting like, hey, like right from the get go, I got this down. Like, no, it's been a, you know, it's been a decade, two decades in development. So, but I'm always like weary about uh, when when I'm looking somebody in the eyes and they can't look in the eyes. It doesn't make them a bad person, but it does mean that a lot of times, you know, they don't have self. It's either don't have self respect or respect for you. But most of the time, it's it's like you know, if you don't respect yourself, it's hard to 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 respect others too. So that's a very very important thing. And you know, I, I'll get, I'll let you guys know an experience that once again, uh, so years ago, I had a warrior in in. in uh, uh, somebody was telling a story on on a background. I know Tony Robbins does this too, uh, of 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 looking another man in the eye. And through this whole story, like this is a six minute experience, and and, and it was amazing, right? At first, it just felt awkward because it's like, okay, I'm gonna stare another guy in the eyes for like a really really long period of time, and you go through this emotional roller coaster, and you know, ni- eyes can tell a story; they can tell emotions, um, and and it was incredible because at first it's like this, it's awkward. Then, you know, and, and then because because it's awkward, you try to laugh off stuff. So some people are laughing and stuff, you know, and then you get really serious. And at the end, it just got emotional. Obviously, there was a story connected to it, too. But man, like, I, I mean, there was a, a humongous bonding between like having that connection, looking somebody in the eyes for for a long period of time. And I'd, I'd have you consider that uh, that it's a huge factor. You know, if you're having a conversation, uh, you know, looking someone in the eye, there's there's truth, there's respect. Um and also there's a tension, you know, and that's, that's a big thing that goes behind it. Um, you know, positive attitude brings positive responses and positive results. I, I'm going to break this down though. Cause like, I'm not a big, like it, you know, when I say bring a positive attitude, like it's because nobody likes a negative Nancy, right? Like we could, right, if you're in a conversation, somebody's always complaining. It's the, it's the thing that can completely kind of detract you from, I'm like, oh shit, like, I don't know, this is just completely negative. Now, when I say, you know, uh, being positive, I don't like, like, if, if things are going shit in your life, I like truth. And, you know, we'll get to the last one where we'll talk about being real, being yourself. Um, and, you know, we talked about that whole intensity. And I think, you know, you have to be able to make a judgment call on if you just got to know someone and just you you unload them uh, with, you know, with you're like, oh, man, I'm just going through the shitter and just, you know. It's coming out of rehab and, you know, maybe that's not the right time. But I do feel that, like, when you can truly get to uh, connect with people is when you're also vulnerable. So, you know, you can be vulnerable and, and you can uh, you can talk about, you know, negative experiences or struggles that you're having and 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 not be, you know, not be a victim and not be uh, like the negative Nancy. Right. But, uh, you know, remember, like people that talk about ideas and possibilities are usually the people that you want to connect to, right? If, if you're talking to people that are talking about other people and events, eh, not so much, right? And that's where this really comes from is like that positivity breeds positivity. Like, and as much as, you know, I, I'm not completely on the side of positive psychology when you're not acknowledging shitty times. I think that's, you know, I think you got to acknowledge when times are tough. If you, I think you can't, you know, people that are constantly always positive, um, I question it because you're suppressing you know, like everybody goes through shit. Everybody goes through struggle. Everybody goes through negative stuff. And if you suppress that, like that's not, that is, uh, I, I always go like, oh, that's not a good thing, right? There's all types of sedation. That's one of them. But, you know, when you're meeting and connecting with people, like you want to be the positive person, like that talks about possibilities, right? And ideas. And um, five is like no connection is made without some form of risk. And uh, all that means is like, look, 
you know, if, if you're trying to meet people, like you might have to go out of your way. I mean, number one, you know what's risk? Like in this day and age, let's be honest. Like we're all like people are scared of judgment, persecution, and rejection, right? So, like even even going to like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into a girl boy scenario because I think this is gonna be the easiest for for uh, uh, to see is like, you know, why why does a guy not go up to a girl and ask her out or ask her for to go on a coffee? Well, because it's the fear of rejection, right? It's like you'd you'd rather not go out with them than be rejected, right? So connecting, there's always a risk, right? There's always a risk of no. There's always a risk of being shot down. There's always a risk of making a fool of yourself, you know? And But the thing is, like, if you don't take that risk, like, even if you do make a fool of yourself and you fail and whatever, right? Just as a learning process, a stepping stone. And as long as you keep doing it, you keep getting better at it and you figure out, okay, that's not the way to go about it, right? You figure out the better way. But connecting is risking. Like, I... You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I can't tell you how many thousands of emails I've probably sent out that I never got a response to. How many calls I've made I never got a response to. I can't tell you how many no's I got. Like, nope. I don't give a shit. Not meeting with you. Like, you know, and some were like very negative. Like I've, I've, I've been, uh, you know, I've had some really negative experiences trying to connect with people. Uh, and if I stopped because of that, you know, I wouldn't have built the relationships that I have over time. And some of these relationships like literally you know, took off after three years, four years, five years of, you know, of, of communicating and seeing each other and so on and so forth. So just remember, like, without risk, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing that can happen. Um, number six is show up prepared. I, I talked about this uh, before. And like I said, look, it's just like people are just as soon as you meet someone and if they're like, oh, man, I love your work. I listened to your last podcast. You know, it was, it was excellent. Like the thing that you talk, you know, when you talked about and you go in detail, I'm automatically like, okay, this person actually listens to my stuff. You know, there's somebody that appreciates what I'm doing. Like instantly there is report, there's connection, you know, come prepared. And my best, my, my best example here is like, look, if, if somebody, you know, how, how, uh, anxious or, or stressed out would you be if somebody was like, look, and, uh, you know, I need you to go up on stage and talk about car engines. Now, look, I know I, I love cars. I don't know shit about car engines. Right. So if I was in front of like, uh, people that know all about that stuff and I had to do it today, I would be like, man, you're frozen, right? Like I couldn't do anything. Now, if, if they give you two weeks and they go like in two weeks, you're going to be on stage uh, to, uh, and talk about car engines. Well, if you don't prep for it, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to freak out. You probably won't even show up now. But if for two weeks, every day for five hours, you study car engines, you know, you, you pull up, uh, you, you buy a book on it, you get a course on it. You know, you're spending like, like I said, a hundred hours in those two weeks getting prepared for speaking. Now, you may still be a little freaked out, but guess what? You're prepared. You got the slides ready. You got it all mapped out. You went over it like 10 different times, whatnot, right? Same thing with the with, with the, the uh, building relationships, man. Like if you read a book from the person that you're meeting or, or you listen to their podcast or, you know, you've been to their gym or you just, you know, you just did a little bit of research uh, and showed up prepared. One, like it alleviates your anxiety somewhat and, and, uh, and, you have you can have conversations about things that matter to them, which create rapport, which then opens up the door to obviously go, having a deeper conversation. We just talked about how important that is and the whole likability formula, right? So number seven is uh, don't focus on your motive to meet. Like this is huge, right? Because if it, like the one, the thing I hate is like when somebody shows up and right from the get go, I see that it's like there, there's there's one thing that is like. I want to get this result. I want to sell you on something or whatnot. 
and, and I can feel it every part of the conversation, right? The best conversation, the best relationship where you just lose yourself and you start talking about everything else and it doesn't feel like the other person wants to get something out of you. I honestly, like, you know, we're going to talk about this in a second about delivering value to that person. Um, but that's huge. So like not having, not showing and, and not having that motive for it, right? Uh, number eight is take genuine interest in people. Here's one of my favorite quotes, right? To be interesting, you have to be interested. And I got that first time from Martin Rooney, like probably a decade ago. And here's the thing, right? If in this day and age, like most people walk around and like, you know, they're talked at. Like most, when you talk, other people just wait for you to stop talking so they can talk. And when you're truly interested in someone, it means asking questions. And one of the, one of the most powerful things in the world is asking questions and having a, a like a huge kind of toolbox of questions to ask people because when you do, they're going to let go and be like, wow, like they're actually interested in what I have to say or my thoughts or my emotions or whatever it may be. And, you know, even in sales, we talk about, hey, like let the other person talk so you can get really get to know their struggles, their frustrations, their desires, their fears, their wants. Right. And it, but it's the same thing in this where we, you know, we have to be interested and like not just like truly be interested, right? Empathetic, compassionate, like hearing them, right? Not just listening, but like hearing them. And so that's hugely important. Uh, number nine, so, uh, find something in common. And notice how this is going to connect because, you know, when you find something in common, barriers disappear. And guess what? If you get prepared and get to know about the person, about the company, about the product, about whatever, then you can have a conversation and you can find you can basically find rapport, right? You can create rapport and those barriers start disappearing. If you come completely unprepared, now, yeah, you can still ask a lot of questions and, 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 and dig into that. But regardless, much easier to do if you come prepared. Number nine is, uh, I'm sorry, number 10. Uh, like the higher up you go, the more, the more cautious people get. Now, and, and this, is, this is pretty, pretty uh, I would say, like normal, right, to know that, that the, the, the more famous people are, the more successful or, or whatever you want to say, right? The higher, the, the harder it is to get to them, the more cautious they get because they're probably getting people constantly badgering them about wanting something from them, right? So when people are cautious, like this, this is, I, I think, where number one, you have to be even more prepared, right? Uh, you have to be creative. You have to give a ton of value. You have to show that you're going to go the extra mile to meet them and you know, what I say is that like the higher up you go, I think that building powerful relationships opens up the door to introductions for other powerful relationships. So now you can start seeing how all this all gels together. Uh, and, and like I said, today's conversation is is both in, um, you know, I would say business and personal because building relationships goes both ways and it, and it gels. Number 11, your projected image determines your ability to make a connection. Now, as, as much as uh, I hate to say it, right? Like people do judge you by, uh, I would say somewhat first impressions or, or I say this, right? Like I don't think first impressions are enough at all, but, but they do open up the door for even a second impression. And, and so it matters, you know, depending on, uh, you know, where you go, how you show up, how you're dressed, you know, like, like I said, if, if, uh, the occasion calls for it, like that may be what allows you to, uh, you know, to, to be seen in a certain light. And although I care, you know, obviously I, I care about people's, you know, where's their heart at? Like, I, I, I kind of love that 
analogy. I, I judge people by where their heart is at, but sometimes that can happen unless you have more meetings, unless you get uh, closer to somebody to get to know you more, right? So number 12 is give uh, people judge by reactions. So give a first class performance. Not if, you know, if that, like I said, if it was any type of meeting, give a first class performance. But remember that like people say a lot of stuff, but what they do is what you get judged by, at least to, you know, at least to me. So if, if you say like, hey, you know what? I'm a really kind, kind, generous guy. Like, uh, and, you know, and then I see you walking up to a restaurant and there's an old lady uh, in front of you don't open her, her door. You know, I'm starting to get suspect, right? Like uh, if, if a waiter was, was uh, you know, did a great job, like, you know, served great, was fun, was, you know, really uh, kind of like uh, in tune with your needs and stuff. And you don't leave, leave a tip, red flags. Okay, like these are all the different, like just little things, right? But in, in business, the same thing, you know, did you do what you said you do? Do you show up on time? Do you know, you follow through? Do you over deliver? Uh, do you listen? You know, are you compassionate? Like when I, when I think about, you know, coaching and coaches and building teams, like these are all very important things. And just remember you're judged by your actions, right? And, and, and we'll, we'll talk about another show, like, you know, your actions are always going to be in line with what you value. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously. Right. And but but that's important. Right. Because like I said, if it's always if, if you just want to get to the deal and not get to know the person, then you're probably valuing, you know, money or like material things, uh, you know, versus the relationship and delivering value to somebody else. Which number 13, we go provide value. And, and this is a, a huge thing. You know what I started doing. OK, so first of all, providing value. Value can be a lot of different things. It doesn't have to be monetary. It could be an, like I said, I said relationships and experiences. So meaning. Providing value is like if you take somebody out for coffee, you pay for the coffee, you have a great talk, you give you give the person uh, some ideas on on you know first finding out what they're trying to do, where they want to go, where they're at, and then giving them some ideas. You know, providing the value. Maybe you're giving them a book. I I love that. Like when people have like, oh, I'm trying to do this or that. This is what I'm struggling with. You know, I have like a rolodex of books in my in my head. I've read over a thousand now, and and I'm like, and I will literally go buy it and and ship it to them or or give it to them the next time we meet. Uh, because I'm like, hey, I think you're really going to find some value here. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I actually give my book and get a new one that was marked up. So done all those different things. But like like I said, sitting down for a conversation, helping somebody break through something, delivering value. And after I meet now with people, uh, not just for the first time, but in general, what I do on the back of cards, I actually write like, you know, what is what is something that I can help them with? Who is the person I can connect them with? You know, what is a product that might help them out? Uh, I'll like, like literally write it in bullet points because, you know, like it gets crazy and, you know, my days are crazy and I meet a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people. And if I leave that and, you know, it's easy for me to forget things like that. So uh, on the back, I might take a note of like, it's always going to be how I can help that person. Right. It, it's not going to be like, oh, this is what I can get out of that person. Right. It's going to be like, how can I help them? Who can I connect them with? You know, what product and service can I recommend to them? What big book book can I give them? What idea can I give them? Uh, and this brings me to, uh, this is a huge reminder. So James Altucher's book, Choose Yourself, had this great thing. He has a habit where he writes 10 ideas per day, right? To start really creating the habit of generating ideas. And uh, and I was listening to one of uh, uh, Jay's, Jay Farouche's podcasts that reminded me that. So I started putting in my phone. Start writing out ideas. And, he, and a great habit is that you write out ideas for yourself, but then you start writing out ideas for others, right? So if they have a business, they have this, they have that, and you're like, 
What are 10 ideas for that person that you could think, hey, man, I really think you could write this book or do this product. or I think you should reach out to this person. You guys will get along great and collab. Um, I think we should go and do this seminar or trip like it, and it. But here's the thing is it makes you think it makes you come up with ideas, not for just yourself, but for somebody else and for different industries. And guess what? Like your brain starts getting better at it, right? Because it start, starts creating um, synapses to connect things. Like this is how we work. So, you know, with that whole delivering value, I hope that that's that's a habit that you can start doing daily. And maybe 10 is a lot. Maybe you can start doing five. But the the great the, the, the what really kind of inspired me to do that was not just generating ideas for myself was actually generating ideas for others because I know I can help them deliver a lot of value. Right. And so that was a huge one. And that was number 13. Number four, uh, 14 is. Uh, transfer your message with excellent communication skills. Now, this is this is my pitch to you for getting really good at communicating, uh, knowing how to tell stories really well. So like I went through all the books, the TED Talks, uh, man, I, I went through courses on communication, communication skills, you know, how to listen, how to talk, how to shut, like all these different things because you can have great ideas and you can you can care and you can love and you can do all these different things. But if you can't communicate that message, you know, it gets lost. It gets lost in the white noise. And and the better of a communicator you are, the better of a storyteller you are, the better that it comes, you know, the energy like runs through you. Guess what? The more you can influence and persuade people in a positive direction and the better the connection that you can make. Uh, I, I legitimately think that until the day that you die, you cannot get too good at communicating. Like, I don't care what you've done. I don't care if you went to school for communications, you read a hundred books, like, like it doesn't matter. Like you can always continue to get better at communication and communic part of communication is listening, right? Active listening. Uh, like I said, hearing people out, being great at questions, tonality, right? Like pe taking people through a journey, storytelling, like all these things are parts of communication. And I'd have you consider it's one of the most important things in the world that you can get good at and great at. I say get great at and master and you should never stop doing it. Number 15 is something I mentioned earlier, and it says staying in touch is more important than making uh, the first connection. So do you stay in touch, right? Because remember how we said that likability formula connects back to that, right? It connects back to that likability formula. And, and like I said, like, so what if you, you met somebody, you made a great first impression? Uh, it doesn't matter, right? You don't stay in touch, you know, four years later. It's like, hey, I remember when you met. Uh, can you do me a favor? Like, no, like that's not, it's not going to work, right? So staying in touch and being consistent with it. And uh, it's very important. Now, the deeper the connection you have, like you don't have to stay in touch as much, but it is important to build that rep uh, relationship, right? Be ready. Number 16 is be ready every day, right? Be ready every day. And what I mean by that is like you got to constantly work on yourself and like every day is an opportunity to meet people, to connect with people. And so one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, kind of break down once again, like Jay inspired me to kind of do this, like, I, you know, if I go to get a coffee, if I go to the store, uh, anything that happens throughout the day, I really make a conscious effort if somebody did something to congratulate. I like to, to say, man, I really appreciate, uh, you know, what you just did there. And I'll just give you an example. I was, I was in Santa Monica and uh, ended up getting a haircut. Uh, and this lady was, you know, cutting my hair. And like, she, like I'm, I'm not joking when I say I got the best, like, scalp and face massage of all time. It was like I could have fell asleep there. It was like out of this world. And, you know, 10 minutes before it was over, I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, I, I can't forget to tell this lady, like, man, how great of a job she did with that, you know? And and essentially, I did it then. I was like, hey, like, man, you like you pay so much attention to detail 
And that was, you know, you, you literally like took care of my face better than anyone else. And like, she appreciated it so much. And like, you know, there's two things that happen there. One, you know, you make them feel good. And two, because you reward a behavior, she's going to do more of that behavior. It's going to help her out. But more than anything is just like shining a light on, on, on things that people do great. Um, you know, and so to me, that's being ready, like always being ready to connect, always being ready to communicate. Uh, and every single day is an opportunity to become a better communicator that you can then use, uh, you know, when you have bigger meetings and things like that. Uh, number 17 is your reputation determines your future fate. I would say even more so your character. You know, I think reputation is kind of like uh, I think Eric Thomas was talking about this. Your reputation is, you know, the, the tree is character. And then depending on how you shine the light on that tree determines your reputation. You know, and sometimes the, sh the, the light that's shine, sh uh, shown on the tree is like your own thoughts. So you could, you know, you could be talking bad about yourself and, you know, essentially think that re your reputation is a certain way. But your character is just like your values is what you do. Like, I, you know, we talk about actions. So as long as you keep your character in check, sometimes you might have a bad reputation with a certain group of people. And, you know, you can't influence that. Like you literally can't influence it. Right. Because maybe somebody that's hating on you that uh, that that just, you know, it, it, your competitor or somebody that uh, is is jealous of your success or whatever it may be, goes and tells people that you're a dick or lies about you or whatever. Right. They're shining a light on that tree, but from uh, it's like you you can't influence that. So you know that was somebody else's doing, and you that's external. But like what you can influence is your character, and your character is the things that you stand for, the things you stand against. You know the the, the actions that you do that show that show and confirm your values, and those are the things that like precede you. You know, like even when you fuck things up in life, and like trust me, I fucked up more than I can imagine. Uh, you know, but I, I just can't like I you know, you get back on track and you work on your character um, because like I said, it will precede you in. And fortunately, unfortunately, you know, you may not get a meeting or you may not get a connection because like I said, if you have a, a character slash reputation, that's, you know, uh, uh, whatever negative, right. Then you might not have that opportunity. And uh, so this is important. What Really what it boils down to is like, you know, your virtues and how, like what you, what you give a fuck about? Like, uh, like I just read this book and it's, it's fantastic. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. And, you know, he talks about like, uh, you know, you have a finite amount of fucks in your life. And so like, you have to really choose what you give a fuck about. Like, you know, relationships, family, uh, your, your vision, your career, like how, you know, all of these different things. Like if you give a fuck about material things and like, you know, uh, what people think about you. Cause remember if you, if you, if you give a fuck about what people think about you, that's external. Like you could be doing great things in your life and people will still think that you're, you know, Eric, whatever. Right. But you can control your behaviors, which end up being becoming your character. Right. So really what I'm coming down to is like, all that matters. If somebody, you know, followed with you with a camera and you didn't know, you know, like they'd see the life you live. Doesn't matter what you put on social media. Doesn't matter what you said. You know, it doesn't matter whatever, like they just see how you live. Right. And that's your character. And I would say, you know, that precedes you. Um, and the last one is 17 and a half. And I'll say this because like uh, uh, this is somewhat coming from a uh, from uh, Jeffrey Gittimer's uh, The Black Book of Connections, which is an excellent book. You know, uh, that and Keith Ferrazzi's uh, You'll Never Eat Alone are two of the best books when it comes to uh, uh, creating connections and relate building relationships. And he likes to do a half. So this is a seven and a half. It's just be be real, be yourself, you know, uh, and, and, 
you know, in Warrior, like living the code means be real, be raw, be relevant. And uh, I think that's done more for me in the last couple of years is just like uh, being vulnerable, you know, sharing struggles, sharing pain, uh, being relevant, how it relates to other people. And then, you know, also like committed to results, like not just being a whining uh, person, but like uh, creating a lesson of how this can help you move forward. Right. Um, but I think that that there's an aura around uh, people that are transparent. It's like pretty easy to read. It's I think that down the line, it, it, people will figure out that you're faking the funk, you're not being yourself uh, or any of that. And that takes peeling your own onion, right? Constantly figuring out the, the, the deeper layers of who you are, why you do the things that you do. And this is a never ending process, right? So, the, so, so much of this is wrapped around self-development as, as you become a better human being and you know, you, you will attract who you are uh, more of, especially if you're completely real. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's something to look at, right? Like if you look at your environment and people that are around you, some you can't influence, majority you can influence, some you can't, but you'll start seeing that you're attracting possibly, you know, what, uh, what and who you are and what matters to you, right? Like if you only care about material things, maybe you're surrounded by people that only care about material things, you know? And uh, I've, I've made a, a conscious effort to go out and connect with the people I really, ins that inspire me and I admire in all areas of life. You know, the people who have great relationships with a significant other, like really connect with their kids and have great relationships. The people that are, are making money, but doing it, uh, pursuing a deeper purpose that is like uh, enriching other people's lives. You know, people that are deeply connected to themselves or God or, or, or Buddha or, you know, like I said, I don't judge any of that. But like, that's who I want to be surrounded by um, and attract into my life. So, you know, ask yourself those questions and you know, take down notes on these different, uh, uh, like I said, ways to connect. And, and like I said, maybe something stood out at you, but, uh, I've never stopped that. And, and one of the things that I tell people on, on a weekly basis, I probably sit down with, you know, three, four, five, ten, even 10 times a week, breakfast, lunch with, uh, sometimes it's members, sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's people that reach out to me and, and want to connect. And, uh, and I think it's one of the most valuable things, you know, people say like, Oh, you're giving too much of your time. But it's it's been one of the biggest strengths to in my life to like really connect with people and build these relationships because they're a lot harder to do, you know, just on the phone or through email or whatnot. And it's also the reason why I still travel a lot, because, you know, if I go and see somebody I care about or go to a seminar with them, you know, it, it, it shows that I want to spend time with them. And, you know, there's nothing that you can give somebody else than your time, uh, your energy, your attention. And, and creating cool experiences with that person. So with that said, I mean, I could keep going on about this because like, man, I, I, I love this. And this is, uh, this is like really close to my heart. And I, I think it's, it, it, it just enhances your life so much, man. Like every single day, the majority of the things that, you know, make you feel good are, are usually connected to other people, you know? Uh, I mean, obviously it's like an internal job, right? It's an internal job. We, we create happiness by, you know, our virtues and, and, and how we, the, our perspectives of the world. But think about like, you know, all the things that you love doing, it's usually going to be with people, right? People you care about, uh, people you love. And so without that, there's nothing. So take that, take that into account. Let me know as always, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love, like I said, I'd love a review on, on iTunes. Um, if you head over there, uh, and as well as like sign up on, like I said, our, 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 our vlog is essentially our, our video podcast is on, on YouTube. Check us out. If you have any questions, shoot them my way at Luca, L-U-K-A at 
hosevarperformance.com. So my last name, H-O-C-E-V-A-R, performance.com. And, uh, you know, we do uh, Q&A shows pretty often. I uh, love to hear feedback about anything. And I will talk to you soon. I am out. Watch out for the next Vigor Life podcast.